This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Shut it! Oh, oops, sorry. That happened. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Do you want to talk about uh, coronavirus? Do you want to talk about Harvey Weinstein? Or do you want to talk about Woody Allen? Okay, literally pick your poison. <laughs> We're going to go with Woody Allen. Exactly. Toxic. All toxic. Thank you. Oh, it is a toxic day, you guys, but we're actually in a really good place. We love you and thank you for showing up and listening. <laughs> I mean, but, all of that is true. That yeah. was just like a real moment but, right there, trainer. But Woody Allen. Um, <laughs> Well, there's good news and bad news. So the good news is Woody Allen's book is not being published any longer. The bad news is um, coronavirus, Harvey Weinstein, all that other stuff. But insofar as Woody Allen is concerned, um, the publishing company that was set to distribute this book, and I think as early as April, Mm -hmm. has decided against it. Now, Hachette uh, is the publisher overall. The imprint, I don't remember um, the specific name. Oh, no, I can't remember either. Oh, something brown. Little brown? Little brown. That was one of their imprints. Okay. Um, But this all came after, um, you know, their employees walked out. They were like, screw this. And uh, Ronan Farrow, the son of Woody Allen and the brother of Dylan Farrow, who claims that Woody Allen molested her, you know, he came out and said, um, I will not let Hachette publish my works going forward. Because they had published his work prior. Catch and Kill. Yep. And so that was a big deal. And so Hachette came out and said, we're not going to do this now. Has, uh, but that's not what we're going to talk about um, in this segment. What I think we should talk about is what Stephen King said in response to um, Hachette's decision to pull um, Woody Allen's book. Okay, what, pray tell, and why did Stephen King weigh in on this? So Stephen King said the following on Twitter. The Hachette decision to drop the Woody Allen book makes me very uneasy. It's not him. I don't give a damn about Mr. Allen. It's who gets muzzled next that worries me. Um, So, and then he goes on to say, I'm always afraid when a mob, however small and well-read, exercise... Oh, wait, no, this was actually somebody else. This was um, Joe Glanville, who used to be the director of the writer's group, an organization in the UK. She said, I'm always afraid when a mob, however small and well-read, exercises power without accountability, process, or redress. That frightens me much more than the prospect of Woody Allen's autobiography hitting the bookstores. And that's what she wrote in The Observer Mm. this weekend. So I thought this was an interesting conversation to have because on the one hand, I kind of agree, like, it's a free country. You can do what you want, right? But on the other hand... It's a free country, but that doesn't entitle everyone to have a free pass. 
Well, and not only that, but it is, I mean, Hachette Publishing is its own business and they have absolutely every right and do it all day, every day to say we won't be publishing that book Mm -hmm. for whatever reasons they deem fit, whether it's because they think they're not going to make the right amount of money on it or because it's a stain on their very uh, name, right? They get to make that choice. I, I doubt and I understand what Stephen King is saying. I think it's a little myopic because it's not like Woody Allen is not going to be able to publish his dumb book. He's Woody Dang Allen. Somebody's going to, you know, yeah. not care enough. The, 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 I, I think that Hachette had very good reason to not want to publish his book. And they realized they'd made a mistake and they saw the ruffles uh, the ripples of of that decision kind of fanning out. Another publishing company who's not facing the exact same sort of situation may very well pick up Woody Allen's book. And not to mention the fact that, frankly, Woody Allen could choose to self-publish his own book and still make a ton of money on it. So it's not like he's being silenced. He still has a voice. Don't worry about Woody Allen. He did go on to say Stephen King did. He says, um, and he's pretty blunt. He, you know, after he said, um, you know, the thing about it's who gets muzzled next that worries me. He goes on to say, if you think he's a pedophile, don't buy the book. Don't go to his movies. Don't listen to him play jazz at the Carlisle. Vote with your wallet by withholding it in America. That's how we do it. And then goes on to say, let me add that it was bleeping tone deaf of Hachette to want to publish Woody Allen's book after publishing Ronan Farrow's. Which, you know, I think what he's saying is, like, you're dumb to, like, you publish yeah. Ronan Farrow thinking, like, if you publish Woody Allen, did you not think you were going to get a reaction? Right. I mean, and it was dumb. That is still absolutely true. But it is also well within their responsibility to make that decision, even after the fact, to not do it yeah. based on the reaction. To me, I don't question the right of Hachette to publish his book or anyone. I publish the business sense that they employed to publish Woody Allen's book. Like that's the, that's the question. Right. And I almost think Stephen King is like one of those people who's having an argument that no one is having. Right. Well, it's a little bit like self-focused. Nobody is saying Woody Allen can't publish his book. No. And Woody Allen will still publish his book. Do not worry. Exactly. I mean, well, and in the beauty that is America, he can self-publish. Exactly. So and he, he would still make a ton of money on it. So he will never, he will never suffer that. So I, I almost think like it's almost an academic exercise. I, I often, you will see people do this kind of thing in a case like this. You saw this a lot with the Me Too movement, like that we were ruining good people or that we were painting people with a broad brush or that we were stifling free speech or that we were destroying chivalry, right? Like these grandiose concerns and fears that people have that like, no, it's just that um, if you're going to do and say, like, if you're going to take your pants off and walk around the newsroom, you probably shouldn't have a job. Right. Right. Like exactly. So, yeah. Don't worry if you were one of the people who wanted to still read Woody Allen's book. It's called Apropos of Nothing. It won't be published anytime soon, but you'll get an opportunity. Also, worry not. Other than, you know, rubberneckers, like people who want to see a train wreck, who's reading that book? I mean, other than Diane Keaton. I, people <laughs> are. Yeah, exactly. That girl is reading it. No, 
there I, there is probably an audience for it and and that audience could be made up of people who don't believe he's guilty of what his daughter says he's guilty of but also people who just want to see what he has to say and maybe try to read between the lines of that yeah. or see whatever it is that he uses as his defense who knows don't worry he's not being silenced stephen king It'll be okay. Yeah, nobody's also, silencing his books. Stephen King may be talking a lot because he just like the show based on his book that was just on HBO was wrapping up right around the same time. Oh, look at I'm you. I'm just saying, little publicity, who knows? Never heard. Looking for maybe a season two. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, let's talk about our friend Amanda Bynes. We've had our eye on her for years, oh, and uh, she's in the news again. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 107.1. We got to check in on Amanda Bynes. We've been following her for quite some time on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Okay, so what is the latest when it comes to Amanda Bynes? Oh, God. Okay, so she broke up with her boyfriend, her fiancé. Remember yes. how we, we learned uh, that she wanted to get married to the new man in her life, the guy named Paul Michael? Right, and this was just like, what, two Last weeks month. ago? Yeah. Well, uh, so, yes, probably two weeks ago, so still the month of February. On Valentine's Day, actually, she'd flash, flashed, flashed a large engagement ring. <laughs> Uh, with a picture of her and her new fiance, but um, well, apparently all the evidence of her relationship has now been deleted from her Instagram account, and Michael has confirmed to In Touch Weekly that the couple broke up. Okay, I think everybody can agree that that was probably a good thing. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, so as a person now, by the way, today on her Instagram, she says that she's been uh, sober for a year and two months. Good for her. Awesome. As somebody who's been there, you know, they always say the first year, you probably just want to stay away from some relationshipy things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's a little over a year sober, but still, like, that's maybe not your focus, right? Um, that said, I think a lot of people are very happy, chief among them, her parents, because yeah. by all accounts, they were not amused with this situation. Well, especially because, if I remember correctly, she had only known him for about a month. Um, or at least they hadn't been dating for a very long time. Yeah. Allegedly when they got engaged. Um, but Bradley, you know, what's interesting about it is I remember, uh, the first blind item about her engagement Mm -hmm. that came out shortly after she was engaged because she's in a conservatorship. Um, and a lot of times we hold, her conservatorship side by side with Britney Spears. Um, And so we kind of wondered how they were doing with the news that she was getting married. And then we heard this blind item. item. This was published on February 23rd. This former A-list actress might see the judge in her case next week. But right now, there's nothing filed. Even if she were to file something, she's not going to be able to get married without a process that would take well over a year. So I'm sure that, you know, her parents did the math for her. Like, girl, you're not going to be able to do this. Right. Yes, I know you want to, um, but we can stop you from doing it. We can cut you off from all of your financial, uh, you know, like I can just hear the conversation. 
Right. Like you are under the control of the conservatorship. If you want to continue to get a check and you want to get you're money in your bank account, you're going to not get married and you're going to remove all evidence of this gentleman from your Instagram. Okay. And here's the part. Okay. The, the pessimist in me, and I do not like this part of me, wonders if because of the quickness of it, mm-hmm. if maybe he had some dollar signs in his eyes. You know, maybe he was, you know, maybe what they saw was somebody who wanted to take advantage of the fact that she does have some money in the bank. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, certainly, you know, um, or he was just unhealthy in a way that they knew he was unhealthy. Could have been a combo platter. Yeah. Um, But it then occurred to me, Bradley, that we'd heard another blind item about Amanda Bynes. Do you remember this from just last week, I believe? Blinded by the item. This blind item around the same time, but here you go. The former AA minus list actress who everyone just wants healthy now was hooking up with a guy about three weeks ago who is not the current love of her life. Yeah. So maybe um, he was like, I'm going to show some photos of you and this other guy Mm -mm. if you don't give me some money. And then they killed him. Wow. Okay. So that went to a place. When you don't know things, you make things up. But um, this blind item would lead us to believe that she didn't really care about uh, letting him go. Because perhaps. Oh, Oh. Siri's trying to answer. Siri, get out of my conversation. So rude. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, it it seems um, that there was clearly, clearly something happened. We don't know exactly what. But something happened. <laughs> uh, and in further But news, what I will say something is... Something happened. I think this led lends uh, credence, does it not, to the blind items well, as told by um, NT Lawyer. And why would blind items around Amanda Bynes be taken with more credibility from our blind item source than usual? Okay, so because we learned from a podcast... That NT lawyer did um, maybe between six months and a year ago um, that he actually has a closer relationship with Amanda Bynes than we may have guessed. Uh, He talked in this in this podcast about times that he specifically one on one had spoken with Amanda Bynes. So it sounds like they were associated, whether that was through business channels or friendship he had a different, he had a little bit more knowledge of who Amanda Bynes was yep. than, than we realized. So I do tend to take that with a little bit more, um, he's I, I find closer it more believable. To the he's closer exactly. to the source. So I would tend to believe that he knows what he's talking about and he's getting his information, if not from the source herself, from somebody or some thing that is might be a thing but somebody close 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 to amanda yeah yeah i just you know listen i just want her to be happy honestly here's here's the fascinating thing so i can hear some of you out there like who cares about amanda bands i don't even know what amanda bands is well thanks for showing up to the show but um and we'll keep you but yeah, we'll keep you. Got to suffer through this. But you, you must understand something. So here is the the only only the second celebrity conservatorship that we are familiar with. The other is Britney Spears, mm-hmm. and this has been a tale of two conservatorships uh, for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, more so in Britney Spears' case because that's been longer running. But um, 
you know, it's fascinating to see how this is sort of like a, a smaller, uh, more dynamic conservatorship than Britney Spears is. Um, because, of course, Amanda Bynes is not the like super megastar, um, at least in terms of her bank account, that Britney's is. Like this one, I bet you, is run from much more of a you know, parental welfare standpoint. Well, and that's the thing that I, that I, listen, I, if I had a lot of time, I would march on down to the courthouse and see how much I could find out about each of their conservatorships, because I would love to see them truly side by side and, and see the legalese. Cause I would imagine Amanda Bynes conservatorship is probably modeled a little bit after Britney Spears because she is the other sort of, similar aged celebrity who has a conservatorship that was started in response to a similar event. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and when we look at what, how Amanda Bynes, her conservatorship works, it seems to be very loose or at least looser than Britney Spears. Britney Spears conservatorship is like air tight yeah, and, and we've often wondered why that is. Well, partially, I think it's because um, she's a cash cow right. in a way that Amanda Bynes is not. Now, Amanda Bynes has probably money in the bank um, that her parents are trying to protect, but she's not actively pumping money out in the way that Britney is. Right. Oh, we could go on for days, but we can't. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. People doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. And uh, before we get to those dumb people doing dumb things, we're having that generous feeling again. Hmm. Oh, this is appropriate. Because things are about to get inappropriate. What are we giving away, Holly? A pair of tickets to Thunder from Down Under coming to Grand Casino Hankley on Friday, May 8th at 8 p.m. Chicken. (laughs) It's a signature dish. (laughs) Someday we'll tell you that story. 651-641-1071. Caller number four. Caller number four. You will be the lucky winner of those man. Thunder from down under. All right, and now let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots. Okay. Well then, <laughs> okay. I guess one could say we have to. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly or in Oregon, oftentimes in the state of Florida. But we're say we're going to be in Florida. Okay, good. Our first story takes place in Indian River County in Florida, um, where a young man was driving above the speed limit. It was about a hundred. I almost said one hundred thirty-three a.m. It was about one thirty-three a.m. One hundred thirty-three hours. Uh, a.m. Exactly when a young man was driving upwards of seventy miles per hour in a fifty-five mile per hour zone. Uh, and so he was pulled over and the deputy said to him, sir, do you know why you were pulled over? And he said, I was speeding. 
And the officer said, yes, you were. Okay. We're going about 73 miles per hour. That'll do it. That's what we clocked you at. And he said, I was just going with the flow of traffic. Uh... Now, this is what makes him a crazy, stupid idiot. He said he was just going with the flow of traffic, right? Sure. We've heard that before. Go with the yeah. flow of traffic. If the flow of traffic is going 60 miles per hour, go with the flow of traffic. Yeah. Problem was, uh, the gentleman was informed by the deputy that he was the only person on the roadway at that time. So he was the flow of traffic. Oh, uh, well, technically, uh, he's not I mean, he's not entirely wrong, but he still... I was the flow of traffic. Got a ticket. I was the traffic. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and say that the situation was made worse when the deputy noticed the unmistakable aroma of booze on the breath oh, of the driver. So maybe he thought there were other people on the road. Yeah. Um, so he got the ticket and he's, uh, in jail on DUI charges. Okay. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. Number one. That's number one. Number two, go with the flow of traffic when there is a flow of traffic. One person does not a flow of traffic make. Mm -hmm. It's true. Thank you. What do you got, trainer? That was in Florida, right? Yeah. I want to go back to Florida, and I want to go to an area that I uh, travel to on a regular basis. (sighs) Naples? Uh, No, it's actually, well, it's where we fly in, Fort Myers. Okay. And I want to tell you a story. Now, you have heard this story before, but I have new and breaking details on the story. Okay. Do you remember France Beldoran? Refresh my memory. What if I said, foot, foot, tootsie, goodbye? Oh, the toe sucker. Yeah. Yes. The the woman who was in the hospital mm-hmm. who felt a little poke, po- okay, felt somebody poke her. And she woke up to see that the person who had poked her then had her toes in his mouth. So, oh. funny story. A woman actually came up to me in the parking lot at Costco uh, a week ago. I hope this doesn't end with your foot in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or my foot in my mouth. Okay, let's see what I did there. <laughs> Depends on how well I tell the story. And she stopped me, flagged me down, and said, "Oh my God, my my father had a hospital sitter." And she was laughing because she had heard our story about the thing and thought, you know, I hope her dad doesn't get the you know toe sucker. But she wanted to assure me that the toe sucker or. <laughs> Okay. That toe sucking was normal. No, that um, that <laughs> the, the hospital, hospital sitter, sitter is normal. Okay. That a lot of times it's like if patients try to get out of bed and things like that, or if they just need to be watched. Anyway, that's a thing. Because okay. one of my concerns at the time was like, why have they got these people just staring at you in bed? That's kind of creepy. I don't think I'd be able to sleep. Anyway. So, by the way, the toe sucker, because I don't think we were clear about this. The toe sucker was employed by the hospital as a hospital sitter. Not a toe sucker. Not a toe Correct. sucker, which but is to not your point, normal. Last month at Gulf Coast Hospital in Fort Myers, France Eddie Beldoran, who's 23, um, found, uh, well, he was sitting in front of this uh, elderly woman. And uh, she said, now, here's what I want. The update is his, his excuse. Oh, good. But before we get to the excuse... I want to read for you how this all went down from the perspective of the patient. Well, I mean, I think he just went to the toe of the bed and put it in his mouth. That's how that went down. So around 11, his throat, at around 11 p.m., this is the victim herself speaking, I felt my right foot being touched. I thought it was a nurse checking for swelling on my feet and ankles, but sometime later, I felt it again. 
The third time it happened, it felt wet between my toes. This time, I looked up and saw that there was a man on his knees next to my bed and his head bent over my foot. I yanked my foot away and the man left to go back to the chair that he'd occupied that night. He was sitting with my roommate to keep her from getting out of bed due to flight risk. He then poked his head around the curtain and said, Are we okay? <gasps> After asking me this question, I reached for the assistance remote and pushed the nurse call button. My nurse came and he walked out of the room. I told my nurse and they uh, notified security. So that's how that all went down. Wow. Well, he has now spoken on the matter and said the following. Do you want to guess? Like why he did this? Um, I can't. I, the, it, no. He Did he say that they had had a sexual relationship where that was... She knew she wanted it. Like, no. So apparently... Um, are we okay? No! No! We're not mouth. okay! We are so not okay! What about this makes you think? Or what if she... Okay, anyway. I'm just going to stop before I offend myself and others. Um... During questioning by a sheriff's deputy, he reportedly admitted that he did walk over to her bed while she was sleeping and stated, I don't know, but I was vulnerable at the time and I could not help my actions. Uh, excuse, uh, I don't know if you know how this works. <laughs> I think the vulnerability the was on part of the woman lying in a hospital, in a bed, hospital bed who had her toes in your mouth un. I, and she did not put them there. Yes. Okay. He could not control <laughs> awful. his toe suckage. He was vulnerable. Oh, gosh. I just, you know, if that were real, I would say I feel bad for someone who can't keep their mouth off of t- somebody's toes. And especially in this difficult time we find ourselves in. Well, you shouldn't have your toes in I anybody's would be mouth. I duct tape on my mouth if I had that problem. But, um... I kind of feel like maybe he did have control and he just could not have done it. That's the correct answer. Like he was not vulnerable. He was employed to sit there and watch a lady. I don't want to like make a judgment on people who enjoy toes. But it's like, I okay, so you don't like toes. But, what but do- I don't understand it. And what I really don't understand is this. If you're a person who enjoys putting toes in your mouth... And that's what you do in your private time. Okay. But don't you want the toes of a person you love in your mouth and not some random lady in a hospital bed? Is that a weird question? (laughs) No. But my point is, like, you like to put things in your mouth. Give me something you want to put in your mouth. Me? Not toes, but something else. Like a donut would be great. Oh, okay. But, like, you're not going to Ariana Grande start licking on right. that donut before you paid for it and took it home. Right. And I'm sur- I'm not going to go up to a vulnerable donut that's maybe <laughs> laying alone on a table and put it in my mouth. I'm not yeah, going to do like, that. Because I know that's an inappropriate donut. I will find an appropriate donut yeah, to put in my mouth. Just like you can find an appropriate toe. I don't care. Again. I mean, I just I hope you washed that toe first. But, okay. You like toes. It's fine. I hope he's not going to be employed as a hospital sitter any longer. Probably also, not. Probably one, not. One wonders if this was the first time. Oh, you know it wasn't. He had because towed a this patient. This is the first time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time. The first time is the. <clears throat> 
This was not the first yeah. time. You don't get caught the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank he you. did that because Think he Think about how he many done people. It. Well, here's what I would have done. Now she pressed the emergency call button. I'm laying incapacitated in a hospital bed. Uh-huh. I am going, oh yeah, we're good. Do you want anything else? And then he'll leave on his own. And then then I call 911. Oh. Because I'm afraid he's gonna come, you know, yeah, put a pillow over my head. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if you say no, we're not okay? Yeah. And he says good night forever. Also, I do feel like if she like I I don't you don't mess around with the toes of of unsuspecting people because that's toe is attached to a foot and that foot can kick your face. (laughs) That's I'm just saying it's a good thing he didn't get a toe in his I know foot in his face. I mean he probably would have liked that though. He wanted that. When we come back, also can you just imagine the nurse who responded to that? Ah, uh, yeah. How can I help you, Beverly? This man was sucking on my toes. I, yeah, I don't know how you would begin Be to. Like, I think Beverly. Get- Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.